welcome back to another episode of the With Megs podcast. Today I am recording on Tuesday of Paris Fashion Week. I am just getting home from Park City, Utah. I spent the weekend there with my family, had an amazing time skiing and getting back into that whole world of activities. I hadn't been skiing in 10 years, so it took some getting used to this time around, but I genuinely had the best time. I met my mom and my dad. I met all three of my brothers and my brother's wife, and we had the best time. I am very proud of myself because I hadn't skied, like I said, in 10 years, and so I was kind of nervous, but also was just ready to go for it and do something new and challenging again. I had so much fun. It was really enjoyable to be doing an activity on the weekend that was active and social and of course to be with my family is my favorite thing in the whole world. So I had so much fun. I was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tried to fly out Monday night, ended up getting stuck because of the East Coast snowstorm. Got stuck in Detroit and had to spend the night there, which was another first for me. I don't like spending the night somewhere that I didn't plan to or when something happens when I'm traveling and it's totally unplanned, it gives me a little bit of anxiety. So shout out to my mom for helping me figure that out on Monday night. Flew into New York Tuesday morning, thankfully. Had to head right into the office because I had an exciting trip coming up tomorrow, which I'll talk about, I'm sure, on next week's episode. So we'll save that for then. But I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about my weekend and then jump into things and shows that I've been loving from mostly from Milan Fashion Week as I was a little unimpressed by New York Fashion Week. I don't know if that was just me but let's start out with what I did this weekend. So as previously mentioned I was skiing. It was so much fun. I rented a few of my ski outfits from this app called Pickle I think the idea is that if you're in a pickle, you can use this app to rent clothing, accessories, shoes from your neighbors, basically. So I rented a ski suit and moon boots from two girls that live in Manhattan, and I was able to select the items just for the weekend. For example, my ski suit would have retailed for like, I think $1,200, and I rented it for $60 for the weekend. Honestly, for trips like this or for occasions like weddings, I feel like Pickle is such a great option because it allows you to rent quickly right in your area. You can do pickup or shipping. I did pickup for both of these and drop off, which makes it super simple. For skiing, this was perfect because I'm not going to want to spend $1,200 on a ski suit or honestly even $200 on a ski suit when I only go skiing once a year. Or once every 10 years. So highly recommend Pickle. I was really pleased with my experience and I will definitely use it again slash look at the app again if I have events coming up. So that was 10 out of 10. I also loved my moon boots this weekend. I thought they were kind of funny at first because I got the tall black fuzzy ones but I ended up wearing them every single day basically. They're also extremely comfortable, easy to get on and off, felt like slippers, incredibly warm and I definitely would consider buying them in maybe an all-over black waterproof version rather than fur, which is what I had this weekend. Just to dive into what we did in Park City, so Friday when we got there, we went to the downtown area and just shopped around. We went into a couple stores, we went grocery shopping, 
my mom did a lot of home-cooked meals, which was so nice for the weekend because we rented an Airbnb, which was also stunning. So that was very enjoyable and made it feel more like a trip home to see my family versus uh, being in a hotel. Friday night, we headed out to Main Street in Park City and went to a few of the different bars downtown, met up with my friend Jake from school and his girlfriend that he was staying with that weekend. So we had a really fun time. We sang karaoke, which I actually love doing that as well. That was another first of the weekend. I kind of had a weekend of firsts now that I think about it. First-ish time skiing in 10 years. I feel like that's kind of a first again. First time staying in a hotel in a random new city unplanned by myself. First time karaokeing in a maybe ever, definitely in a very long time. First time doing moguls, which I guess I'll get into. On Sunday, I believe, my second day of skiing, I went down a blue, which I had done like a bunch of times the day before, so I wasn't really worried about it being a blue, but we didn't, we being my dad and I, didn't see from the chairlift that it was moguls, which if you're not familiar with skiing, it's like tiny little bump, not tiny little actually, wow, that was diminishing to my experience, deep bumps in the the hill in the road, I don't know what you would call it, like rises and falls, many hills across the mountain. So you're supposed to ski up and down them like as you're going down the mountain. But for me, it was more like falling up and down them as I went down the mountain, trying to get down the mountain. Basically, we started skiing in the first one third of the mountain. I was like, oh no, this is scary, but like it's okay, I can do it. Then I took my first fall and (laughs) I fell like I said, probably one third of the way down the mountain, which means the last two thirds looked nearly impossible for me to get down. Thankfully, my dad was skiing behind me and he was able to like continue to help me up because after that first fall, I probably fell eight-ish more times, if not more. It took me 40 minutes probably to get down the mountain compared to like five normally. All the while, my dad is behind me literally pitching me motivational quotes he's like Megan you've fallen down seven times gotten up eight like you're not even getting too emotional about this I'm so proud of you I'm so sorry I didn't see this meanwhile he's like you're not even getting emotional about this and I'm actually tearing up in my goggles like trying to not have a panic attack to continue to have a good day I I did cry a little I told him after I was like I appreciate you being like that and caring so much about this but I I did I did have a little panic regardless got down the mountain so that was also a first first of moguls it was really fun though yeah we did opry ski we did fireball on the gondolas it was just a fun time and really fun to hang out with my brother and his wife most of the day Sunday in addition to Park City being a weekend of firsts for me I coined the term quite a long time ago I guess 10 years ago, the first time I went skiing. Quote, ski as you please, end quote. Ski as you please is my way of saying if you want to go on a ski trip and either A, you don't want to ski at all, B, you want to ski every single minute of the mountain that the lifts are open, great. And C, if you want to ski half the day, take a lunch, read a Vogue, go to the steam room and ski an hour at the end of the day, you may. Ski as you please. It's like my famous slogan, famous in my family. It's my slogan for 
how to have an enjoyable ski trip because no one wants to be on a ski trip that someone's forcing you to be outside in the cold, that someone's forcing you to not ski if you're dying to ski. So ski as you please was definitely spoken and manifested for this weekend, but I also think that pairing that with my weekend of firsts made for the perfect combination of the weekend. Monday morning I woke up and went to yoga with my mom and we also went to this bookstore coffee shop place in downtown Park City. I really enjoyed doing yoga with her. She's not a big skier so it was fun to have an activity that was just her and I for the weekend and I also really needed it. Park City was a blast but it was also really physically draining because I haven't skied in so long so it was nice to end the weekend with yoga and then I basically headed to the airport and had a really long flight home with all the delays and everything but got back to New York able to be here recording and like I said unpacking and repacking for a work trip this week so that was my weekend and let's get into my thoughts on Milan Fashion Week. Switching gears a little bit into Milan Fashion Week, I wanted to talk about this because I was kind of disappointed in New York Fashion Week given that not many of my favorite designers pulled up with all the stops and I felt like in Milan I've seen way more press about the shows, I thought that the attendees were better dressed, I felt like there was more of a point of view from the designer perspective. And quite honestly, following the announcement of the Louis Vuitton new creative director, I really wanted to dive into the designers this season and see who was truly creating from a clothing point of view. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Louis Vuitton announced that Pharrell was going to be the new creative director come uh, June of this year, June 2023, for their show in Paris that month. And while I think Pharrell is a creative genius and he's definitely had his play in the fashion industry a little over a decade ago, I'm not entirely sold on how he will perform in this position. I hope I am incorrect and I hope it's amazing. I would love to see him do well in these shoes. However, I feel like as an industry insider, it is a little hard to continue to see these huge namesake brands choose non-design background people in these positions. I digress. I do really want to talk about what I loved on the Milan runway, what trends that I saw kind of reiterating parts of last week's episode and just overall favorite collections. I feel like my top favorite collection has been the same season after season. Bottega Veneta just keeps getting better and better every fashion week. The show was the perfect blend of art and fashion between different sculptures he brought in, the music playing, obviously the clothes going down the runway. I felt like the theme of feminine, grown-up, full, yet some more embellished than others looks and I loved it. On top of Bottega Veneta, I also loved Prada and Fendi, obviously two of my all-time favorite houses. I felt that both houses played into layered pieces, tailoring for sure, maxi skirts and maxi length coats was definitely a trend. I also 
felt not necessarily in Prada and Fendi, but I did notice a lot of red walking down the runway. I personally, as we learned in last week's episode, am a red nails girl, but I'm not normally someone that pulls red off the rail to wear in the day-to-day. I think this is something that I'll play into in accessories. Fendi, you did see red paired back to pink a lot, which was a really cute color combo for the season. Another show that deserves an honorable mention is Diesel, as we continue to see this brand climb back to the top of the charts amongst editors and buyers. Diesel was very reminiscent of the early 2000s, the Y2K movement. I loved all of the denim in this. I obviously, working for a brand that specializes in denim, I am drawn to seeing denim in new and different ways on the runway. Again, this ties back into my key trends from last episode. I feel as though denim in new ways, denim with interest, as I said, will come to the forefront for this coming spring fall seasons. Dolce & Gabbana has been one of those brands that I've never really taken to the runway show. It's just never one of those shows that gives a huge reaction to me. It's almost like Chanel, dare I say, where you kind of know what to expect when it goes down the runway. However, this season of Dolce & Gabbana I loved. I think it's because I'm in my minimalist era and I... I'm loving playing with textures and silhouettes rather than color right now. So seeing Dolce & Gabbana send what they sent down the runway, I absolutely loved it for different nights out, for layering nighttime pieces into more daytime looks, and again, that deep red color was all over the Dolce runway as well. Another key trend that came up in the Dolce & Gabbana show is that Power Woman dressing, wearing lots of suiting, which continued to to show across all designers in Milan Fashion Week. Still slouchy, elongated, double-breasted, new silhouettes as I spoke on last week, which I'm very excited for in the new year. A note that I want to end on with Milan Fashion Week that you don't always see across every fashion week or across designers in general is a very wearable runway show. I felt like this season in Milan, a lot of the pieces could be taken super literally, as in buy it off the rack, put it on, wear it out to work, or wear it out on the town, which I really appreciate. I think it gives more of a vision to the average consumer of how to put together a nice outfit, and I also think that it indicates this trend away from what we've been calling dopamine dressing in the industry and into almost buy now, wear now. So if you're not familiar, dopamine dressing is a term that was coined in the industry during slash following the pandemic. Basically, consumers were leaning towards feathers, sequins, bright colors, neons, funky shapes, anything that evoked immediate joy and gratification or that dopamine. For a while there, our pieces were very trendy, a little less timeless than what we're seeing now on the runway and what's selling in store. And I like the way that this trend is going with my personal wardrobe as well in that these are a little more long-lasting pieces, a little less tied to the times, if that makes sense, and definitely more chic, more luxe, more elevated. And if that's not what we're going for in 2023, ladies, what are we doing? 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please send this episode to a friend, rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I will talk to you next week after Paris freaking fashion week. Love you guys.